0: the blast
1: from our past network. Frosty! Uh, yeah, Ah, uh, Energy. Battling the bat exhausted my power.
2: But I was successful nevertheless.
1: Absolutely, boss. One more giant diamond of this size, and my freezing engine will be complete. Ah. Ah.
0: I will freeze the city. Then I will hold Gotham ransom. Unless the city bows to my demands, it's winter forever here in Gotham. The city fathers will have no choice but to give me the billions I need to complete my research. I can
1: find a cure. Leave us.
2: Talking Back
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. This week, we are covering the 1997 movie Batman and Robin, and we needed help covering this one, so we sent out the talking back signal, and the call was answered by our first ever overseas guest, hailing all the way from England, it's our good friend, Christo. Christo, welcome to the podcast, man. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks for agreeing to come on our show and talk about this movie. Oh, I'm
0: so excited. So
1: excited. <laughs> I know you are. It's surprising that you're excited about it. I know Dean's excited too, though. Dean, you're here. Hey.
2: I'm here. Uh, I to see you, Tim. I to see you, Christo. I'm uh, excited for this very cool podcast we're about to, we're about to do. Oh, wow.
1: Wow. that was, I actually didn't mind that, Dean. That was pretty good. I thought you liked that. I thought you liked that one. I kind of did like that. Yeah. That was great. Uh, okay, so just to introduce Christo to everybody. We met on Instagram. Christo, we're Instagram friends. Yeah. We bonded over our love of Jaws.
0: Ah, uh, it's true. Yes, we did. <laughs>
1: uh, I love uh, I love how like how interesting like the inter- interesting ways you can become friends with people on Instagram. And I've like <laughs> I've kind of like you know, met several different people just because of Jaws and our mutual love uh, for Jaws. So I just think that's really cool. But we often just send each other Jaws art whenever we find it. We just send it to each other. And we're just amazed by all the beautiful Jaws art out there.
0: Yeah, we happen to. We have to tag each other every time we see something new.
1: Yeah. Now, on Instagram, you are often sharing beautiful 4K clips of some of your favorite movies. Correct. And I always love I always love watching those. You also have, I think, the most formidable movie collection that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, that is true.
0: I've been collecting ever since I was a kid. Oh yeah. Literally ever since I was a kid. We were poor <laughs> to begin with. So my dad always used to like buy me VHS every now and then. And that's when where I was living, I was didn't have many friends. So like my VHS is what I had to do as a kid. Movies have always been a big, big love for me. And over the years, it's gone from VHS to DVD to Blu-ray. And now I've hit 4K. Yeah. And yeah. My collection has just got bigger and bigger. It's my hobby. It's my passion. It's my love. Do you still have any of your old
1: VHS?
2: I do. Um, I have them all. You have them oh, all? wow. That's amazing.
1: Yes. Yeah, oh, morning. my goodness. Give us like a rough estimate of potentially how many VHS movies you still have. Uh, I'd say possibly below the fifty mark. Okay. Okay, so still a, a good chunk. I've got like one one box, I think. I've probably got twenty, maybe, maybe twenty-five.
2: Right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I have like ten. Yeah. And five of them are just a, a Rocky five pack.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I think <laughs> still I have that. that. <laughs> well the I think it's a four pack that I have, but uh, okay, cool. So, Dean, you and I, we did um, Batman and Batman Returns back in December, mm-hmm. uh, and we kind of decided that we'd probably just keep going with the series, even though I had already made a promise to myself that Batman and Robin would never be covered on the podcast. I told you that. I you told... made that promise to me, Tim. You made that promise to me. I made that me. promise to Christo <laughs> as well, because he was pushing for it, too. So when are you going to yeah. do Batman and Robin? And I said, never. I'll never do that. Never going to happen. And yeah. then we did the we did the first two. And then we thought maybe we'll just keep going and then we did 3 and then the only way to truly cover this was to get Cristo on here to of join up with you to defend Batman and Robin against <laughs> me, to take you and everyone else down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the- the film is cheesy. No, it, it is a bad movie, but I love it for the fact that it is a bad movie.
1: <laughs> for sure, yeah, exactly. It's a very valid point. I think if you're going to love this movie, that's the only way to view it. Um, so I think that's that's the interesting the interesting problem with this movie is that you kind of have to look at it the right way, and if you look at it the wrong way, of course you're going to hate it. If you can look at it the right way, uh, I think you can enjoy it. Um, but just right off the bat, Christo... Like, give us a bit of your background about this movie and why you like it. All oh, right, So I grew up in the 90s,
0: so I had Batman the Animated TV series, which was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And it very dark for my kind of age group that it came around. Definitely. And so you have the seriousness of the Burton movies. And then along cool comes Joel Schumacher and does Batman Forever, which is in its own right just as awful (laughs) but i don't know batman and robin was just fun the the first thing i I remember seeing like the first teaser for it on some other vhs and i was like that looks good but i was not how old i must have been about eight years old when i watched this so to me i'm not going to see bad. i'm just going to see a fun movie right and the poster was amazing for it it's a
2: god-awful film but (laughs) it's got a great poster and it looks good Like, the whole movie looks good, and that starts with the poster, right? Absolutely, yeah. You get your trailer, you get your posters, and it's like, you're bringing me in. But yeah, it's fun. It's
0: just fun. But the older I got, you kind of, yeah, I can accept its flaws,
2: but I still love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you're allowed to. That's, That's fine. Now, Dean, what about you? Why do you like this movie?
2: I think this movie is a ton of fun. And I think this movie is trying to be the 60s show. And the more that I loved the 60s show, the more I appreciated this movie. I did not like this movie when I watched it as a kid, because I think I was 12. So I was a little too old, I I think, because I was looking for serious Batman when I was 12. And it just wasn't that. So I didn't really watch it very much when I was younger. But the more that I started to like the 66 show, Um, the more I appreciated that that's what they're doing here. That's what they're going back to. I actually feel like if this movie came out first, if this was the first Batman movie, we would all love it. We would all love it as the next thing after the 66 show. And then if it got serious after that, we'd love all those too. But because this one came after we went serious, uh, it's just disregarded from everyone. And I think there's fun to be had here. Um, I agree with Christo forever. I don't like forever very much because it's, it's balancing the two. It's trying to balance the two poorly. It's trying to be serious and also kind of be a little bit fun. But it it's not really. It's not campy. It can't be serious and campy. This one goes all the way into it. And that's why I love it. I just, I just think it's, yeah, a ton of fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I, I knew that Schumacher was going into this, wanting it to be more like the 66 Batman show. I don't know if he watched that show, though. Um, oh, because sure, sure, there's campiness in this movie, but I don't think there was enough campiness to make it like overtly like the '66 show, or or it was just done poorly. Because there's something really charming about the '66 show that wasn't captured in this movie. Sure, they throw in the puns, they throw in the silliness. That's not necessarily what made '66 so great. Yeah, those are elements, but I don't think they were really trying so hard to make those elements what they were. They were just kind of happening because of the times. So I think when you take something like that and just try to force it into a movie, um, I I guess I just don't think that they did so well with it. But um, we'll, we'll get to all this stuff. We'll get to all of it. I saw the movie in the theater and I did not like it very much. I vowed to never watch it again until now. Um, I will say again after this, I think I probably won't watch it again, but I am going to be positive about this movie on this episode. Great. Uh, But I do at the same time have to be honest with myself and the listeners, and I do think this movie is a bit of a mess. Okay. But uh, I'm sure nobody disagrees with that.
2: I mean, uh, there are things about it I don't like. That's for sure. But I do think it successfully achieves what it set out to do.
1: Which is what? Entertain?
2: Yeah. Camp, campy fun. Be a fun campy mess
1: and sell toys. Campy fun. Sell toys. That's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I'm not on board with with campy. I don't. I don't. I know people say it, but I don't really see a lot of campiness in this movie. At least not the kind that I enjoy.
2: This movie doesn't take itself seriously at all, and I think that's camp. It knows immediately mm. from second one. It knows from second one, Tim, that it is a joke. I mean, come on, uh, it, it's... But with the bat nipples and the bat ass, and then... <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. That's the first I thing know. you want to see. It's like, <laughs> straight away, here's an ass, <laughs> here's some nipples. That's not, that, That's not, Tim Burton wouldn't have done that.
1: No, I know that's that stuff's all more like goofy and and bad decisions to me because you don't get that in the 66 show. They're not showing ass shots of Adam West and Burt Ward's nipples like it's that's not campy. That's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it's not exactly the 66 show, but it's also comics. It's also a comic book. And I think that reminds us that it's a comic book because what comics do is objectify bodies. That's what they did in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And so that's what he does. That's what he does here. He starts it off with chest, butt, crotch. Like, these are superheroes, and this is what you want, right? This is what you want out of your superhero. You want this body. And I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I love that we start like that. Like, it gets me right in the right zone. Whereas, you know, Forever starts, and he says... I'll get drive through, and we're like, what's going on? Where did that joke come from? Here, when when Bruce Wayne is, or when Batman is leaving Alfred and making jokes, I'm like, I'm on board with this, because you started with butt crotch, butt crotch.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> Noted.
0: <laughs> and then the follow-up line, this is why Superman works alone.
2: Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he's already just saying that he lives in a comic book world. Right there, he's just saying, this extended universe, I know about Superman.
1: Yeah, well, as I mentioned, it was released in nineteen ninety seven. It had a budget of one hundred and sixty million dollars, and it grosses two hundred and forty. So I'm actually shocked it made that much. Um, but that is only two thirds of what Batman Forever made. So probably not what they were hoping for, and definitely some fall off from Batman Forever. And they actually spent an additional one hundred and twenty five million on top of that budget for marketing to promote it so they probably ended up losing money in that regard but then you know obviously toys and dvd sales and blu-ray sales and all that stuff would have pushed them back over the edge but uh, i want to do something fun here for a bit i've grabbed some reviews off of rotten tomatoes for this movie fun and i want to read them and let's just i'll read one and let's just chat about it and see if we agree or disagree with what this person thought. And uh, and then we'll go from there. So here's our first one. The last truly great Batman movie. Batman is not a believable character and should not be portrayed as one. This film gets him about right. Fun and thrilling. After this, it was downhill for the franchise. Christo, what do you think about that? What? <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote that? The, the last <laughs> truly great Batman Batman movie. Interesting. Interesting comment.
0: I mean, sadly, this movie kind of killed the franchise for the 90s <laughs> period until Nolan
1: came along and did one better. But yep.
0: uh, uh, I can't say I fully agree with it.
1: No way. No, I, I do agree with the whole, like, Batman is not a believable character. And shouldn't be portrayed as one. I think that's definitely one way to take this film. And probably one way that will help you appreciate it more. Is if you just go in. Like not having any preconceived notion about who Batman is. Dean I like your comment about if this was the first Batman movie we ever got. I probably really would have liked it. And from, from there if we had moved into the other Batman movies. I just would have thought of those as so much better. But I don't know. I probably wouldn't have disliked this one as much.
2: Yeah, now we're in like an ultra serious Batman phase, right? Which is good. I like it. I like those movies. But... That's, I think, why I like watching this one, because it's sort of another, like, a breath of fresh air going back to the goofiness. It is like comics. Like, there's so many Batman comics out there, and I like reading the serious ones, and I like reading the goofy ones. Like, they have a place for me. They have a place on my shelf, and I want to read them. And uh, it's just, I think Batman goes through that cycle. He goes through a cycle of being very, very serious, and then coming around to being goofy. And I think we might be... I, I guess we kind of went there with Lego Batman. You know, we had the Nolan movies, then we had Lego Batman. We needed the goofy Batman in there as well. And now we're going back to, you know, very serious.
1: Hmm. That's a good point. Let's do the next one. In my humble opinion, this movie is just okay. Sure, it is awful, but if you don't take it seriously and instead view it as a comedy, it is not so bad. Now, I made a point of going into this viewing with this perspective in mind i wanted to look at it as a comedy i didn't want to take it seriously um i knew it was going to be goofy and i mean i've seen it before and there's stuff i remember i remember it being just so weird and goofy but i went in with an open mind and i still think they didn't really hit like what they were saying they were going to do so if you go into this movie looking for a comedy it's going to fail you because it's not really a comedy it's a it's a a mishmash of so many different things that to label it as any one thing and go in with that perspective you're going to be disappointed because it's not that it's it's so many different things yeah i can get
0: on board with that yeah it's it's some people like to treat say, the Schumacher Batmans, separate to the Burns, even though they are classed as one quadrilogy. But you, you take the seriousness of one, you take the comedy of the other. So basically you've got a yin and yang set of, an, of a series of movies. But yeah, I, I personally, I didn't see, I didn't expect this film to be a comedy. I don't look at it as a comedy. I, it is basically one of those fun, silly films where you just have to accept it is what it is.
1: Yeah, silly is a great term. Actually, that's what I wish I had gone in, uh, in my head thinking is this is going to be a silly movie because right, people yeah. say just go in, go in expecting it to be just a fun comedy. There's nothing like that. There's nothing. I don't think I laughed one time at this movie. Um, silly, I like. I like that term.
2: Yeah, I laugh. I laugh two times at this movie, um, and I so I don't wouldn't consider it a comedy. Silly's right because I think again it's like Batman's Silly. It, it's a man who puts on a bat costume and punches people in the face. He has villains called Mr. Freeze who have ice guns and Poison Ivy who controls plants. Like, it's silly. It's a silly thing. So I think that's what this movie's trying to do. Just be like, okay, well, let's actually just figure that out. Let's let's find what play with the silliness and put that on screen.
1: Yeah. Okay, another one. Super campy and over the top, but that's why I love it. Still my favorite Batman movie. Now, I threw this one in just to answer the question that, yes, Batman and Robin is someone's favorite Batman movie. Awesome. Very interesting. Okay. um, Schumacher is like a bad stepdad who thinks we'll love him if he just feeds us candy all day. I like this one. (laughs) (laughs) There is a lot of candy in this movie. <laughs> yeah. This like eye just, candy. <laughs> yeah. It's a big pillowcase full of Halloween candy just poured on your face. Yeah. It's fun. Um, Uma and Arnold did a great job of playing the villains. This film does not deserve this much hate.
2: That's right. That's where I think I am. Yeah. I think I'm just that this film doesn't deserve this much hate. Like, it's still very low down my Batman rankings, but it doesn't deserve as much hate as it gets. I think it's, uh, it should be appreciated for what it is.
1: Yeah, Krista, what did you think of um, Arnold and Uma in this movie?
0: This is the first time we see Poison Ivy on screen. I had nothing to compare her to, apart from a cartoon. Yeah. So I accepted her for what she was. And yes, she, she speaks in rhyme. She rhymes a lot in her jests, where Arnold is very much he's the terminator (laughs) you you think you see arnie you think Terminator, you think dutch from predator and here he is all blue um yeah I i i personally think perfect casting for mr freeze yeah but many many other people say no but in that period of 90s who else would you put as mr
1: freeze yeah I think for the direction of character they went with Mr. Freeze, I think he was, uh, Arnold was the perfect choice. Mm -hmm. Um, I know some of his things, like some of his characteristics and storyline were based upon the Mr. Freeze from Batman, the animated series, which I love. I love the fact that they brought those storylines and qualities into this movie because um, that Mr. Freeze is probably my favorite version of a Mr. Freeze. Mm -hmm. So, I would love to see a Mr. Freeze more like that from the, you know, the, the very serious stoic character from the animated series, but that character absolutely would not have fit within this movie. Mm -hmm. So Arnie, I think is just a perfect choice for this. And I mean, I loved the way he looked and I, I mean, I love Duma Thurman too. I agree with uh, this review. I think they both did a fantastic job in this movie. I have nothing, Bad to say about uh, Arnie and Uma as Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy in this movie.
2: Yeah, agreed. I think they're fantastic. Uma is unbelievable. I love her uh, I love her 60s movie star accent she puts on as soon as she turns into Poison Ivy. I really like that. I think that's a cool choice.
0: And the style of clothing she was in the entire film.
2: Yeah. Even when yeah. she was full green up, she had the
0: gloves with the red nails on gloves. Yes. Do you know... <laughs> Yeah they they got the look for it. yeah they got the look right I'm ha- I was happy with it
1: I loved her eyebrows that so was my good. favorite amazing they went eyebrows. from like yeah. regular painted eyebrows to like large fake red eyebrows and then at one point their large fake green eyebrows and it was like yeah. they were always changing it was always interesting and
2: yeah. there's
1: no reason to do that other than it was just interesting
2: yeah excellent and and Arnie's makeup too is uh, incredible unreal
1: yeah unreal six hours every day oh wow yeah
2: yeah it doesn't shock me it looked so good No,
1: it, he looked great i mean i think that's the first time we have ever really seen
0: a character in that much body paint i mean come four years later we get mystique and x-men right yeah you, you'd never seen that before so yeah yeah it, it, it did look good his his, his
1: costume was phenomenal yeah, his costume was unbelievable. In yeah. fact, like his costume cost one point five million to make. Wow! And was made by famous prop and armor designer uh, Terry English, who worked on Aliens and Alien Three, and is described as the best armorer in the world. There you go. So- they said, they said, here is a, a giant suitcase full of money go make us the best armor you could possibly make. Nice. Amazing. 1.5 million. Like that, that fucking suit and gun was probably, it probably was shooting ice out of it and freezing stuff for real. Yeah.
2: No kidding. No kidding. I think they paid Arnie 25 million. So we're looking at 26.5 when we look at him on screen.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well spent. Well
2: spent money. Well spent for sure. Yeah. (laughs) The movie looks great. It looks amazing. It is eye candy.
0: It does look really good, yeah. And when you first see him in that costume as well, it's like you enter that museum and the camera slowly pans down to the stairway and he's just walking down very slowly. Yeah. That's one hell of an introduction. Great
1: intro, yeah. Yeah, and then you hear his voice and it's just perfect. So good. All right, let's do another one here. Not only one of the worst superhero movies ever made, but one of the worst movies ever made. The acting and writing is some of the worst ever. I do like the music and sets, though. Everything else sucked, though. That's harsh. That is very harsh. That's harsh. The worst
0: movie ever. I mean, this person clearly has not seen Mariah Carey's Glitter.
1: (laughs) Oh, neither has this person here. (laughs) Never (laughs) will. I have also never. I mean, we can just be honest. Like, Batman Forever is worse than this movie. So it's not this. I don't even think this is the worst Batman movie. So No, it's definitely not the worst. Superhero movie. It's
2: definitely not the worst movie ever because, I, I, yeah, because it's it's, it's succeeding at certain areas for sure. And uh, the worst movies ever would be succeeding in no area, in no areas.
1: Yeah, and uh, this person liked the music and the sets. I agree. I think the like the production of this movie, oh, yeah. the set design, yeah. that was a lot of fun. I yeah. really enjoyed going to some of these different locations. I was just looking around the rooms, just thinking, wow, this is really cool. This is kind of fun just to be viewing this, you know, this set that they've created.
2: Yeah. Even like where the observatory is, it's like it's being held up by a statue, like a giant yeah. statue of a guy's holding up the observatory. It's like, as soon as I see it, I'm like, how do you get up there? How do you get into that room? I want to just be there to be up there.
0: I honestly feel like the set design on Gotham itself Really raised the bar, like you say, where the observatory is. If like if you're watching, like the background of that, you see Gotham City behind the observatory. But he's also when he comes to the final, shooting the ice gun over the city,
1: so like, Gotham is on like an upper level and a lower level, and I never picked up on that before. It's a cool set design, and I know they wanted to they wanted to try to make Gotham, not like a typical city you'd see on earth so you know previous movies the Burton series for sure they made they made it look like it's um you know a city that you could live in the Nolan movies you know they just shoot in Chicago and they don't even try to hide the fact that it's a city that exists this one they wanted to try to make it seem like a a city out of a comic book something that was too grandiose to even exist on earth so i mean for that they definitely succeeded in that you know that attempt
2: yeah totally i like what Christo was saying there that it's like it, it goes up and down you know there's like street level and then there's like stuff happening way up high too and that even starts like right at the beginning when they're coming from the sky and going down onto like the top of the buildings and then eventually they end down on the ground uh, I like thinking of Gotham as having those levels because it is a city that has those you know societal levels right there's like the street that's gritty and then there's you know all the billionaires at the top in their observatory you know having their party I th- I think that's a really a really good point really cool idea
1: alright who is the only guy to ever kill Batman? George Clooney <laughs> <laughs> i like I, it i like it you
2: like that you like that i i, I like don't it. like it i think i think clooney's doing a great impersonation of adam west i do i do think he is doing a great job of trying to be that kind of campiness i think if you want to say anyone like someone who killed batman like i don't think kilmer had a pulse while he was being batman like he
1: i, like I kilmer think he better. was a,
2: a good bruce wayne that was disinterested um, but I don't know. I I like Clooney here. I like Clooney.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you that it's C- Clooney just seems to have a bit more life than what Kilmer did. But Kilmer had that darker edge. Yeah. It's kind of like Kil- Kilmer had his Batman was very seemed to have a bit more life than what his Bruce Wayne did. Yeah. Whereas. I find Clooney is, his Bruce Wayne is very much Batman as well.
1: I didn't mind Clooney as Bruce Wayne, but I didn't like him as Batman. Yeah, now maybe it didn't, maybe there's no room for it in this movie, but I didn't pick up on any sort of trauma that Bruce Wayne or Batman had. Um, Couldn't even really tell you why that character of Bruce Wayne would have become Batman. At least I felt a little bit of that with Val Kilmer. He was a bit of like a damaged goods and made it believable that he'd have this secret identity. I mean, it seems like George Clooney as Bruce Wayne, he's just become Batman for fun, like for something to do. Yeah. That was the vibe I got.
2: Yeah, so I... I... I do think that Kilmer's probably a better Batman. He's just in the wrong movie, you know. So because Kilmer brings all that seriousness and all that weight to Forever, and it just isn't yeah. called for in that movie, right? Because that movie's trying to be silly. So he brings right. it down, like he brings that weight there. So he's just in the wrong movie. Where yeah, Clooney's Clooney's not bringing a lot to it, and I think that's sort of the point of that is he's just not bringing a lot to it. I I kind of personally feel
0: like the Schumacher Batmans. It's like the villains outweighed Batman themselves. Yeah, yeah, they should. They shone more than Batman because you got larger-than-life characters like Jim Carrey, you got Arnie, you got Uma Thurman, you got Tommy Lee Jones. They overacted their way through the movie, which over overshadowed Batman
2: himself.
1: That's a great point, and very true.
2: That's how the comics like. That's how they're. Sort of path goes. When it starts, it's like a comic about Batman in the 40s. And then when you get to the 50s, those 50 comic 50s comics, if you pick them up and read them, Batman is, like, not a character at all. He's just basically there to move the plot along. It's more focused on the villains, and it's more focused on Robin. It's focused on all the other side players. Batman's just kind of there. And so, for some reason, we follow this again. We He's he's a good character in Batman, and as we go along, he slowly fades away, you know, as we go through those movies, to this one where he's, like, basically not even there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because yeah. everybody loves a villain. Everyone goes to the movies yeah. villain. Not the, I
1: mean, we love the heroes, but we want the villain. Hell yeah, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) we love villains. Yeah, love me some villains. All right, we got one more here. Batman and Robin is the type of movie you just sit down and wonder, what did they want to tell me? Now, this is probably my favorite, because I think this is my major beef with the movie, is that I just think there was way too much going on in the movie. I think what they put into this movie, they probably should have tried to spread across like a three arc movie series. But they just crammed it all into this one.
0: In, in a way, I mean, it, 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 I mean, Spider-Man 3 did that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A- another movie I didn't like. Yeah,
0: we we discussed earlier. I mean, you look, look at Spider-Man 3. You had Venom, you had Sandman, you had Hobgoblin. Batman and Robin, you have Bane. We haven't brought a Bane yet yeah he's forgotten it's like you crammed a lot in but you forgot the only villain that has ever beaten batman in a way
2: yeah this so spider-man 3 makes the mistake of trying to arc give an arc to all three of those villains so what i do think that's good about this is that one of the villains is just uh is just muscle. You know, he's just the muscle in the movie. He doesn't need an arc. What sucks is that it's Bane, a huge Batman villain who's really smart, who they make really stupid. Um, I just think the problem with Bane is it shouldn't be Bane. It should be a different character. There are characters in the um, universe, in the Batman universe, that are just thugs, that are just, have been like injected with serum and are super strong. Actually, one of them is I think his name's Blockbuster. And he's made, by, he's made by the same guy, Car- Car- Carmine Infantino, who made Poison Ivy. Those are the only two characters that guy ever made, Blockbuster and Poison Ivy. And it would have fit perfectly, but nobody knows who Blockbuster is. Like, Blockbuster didn't go anywhere. He was in, like, one comic, maybe two. Nothing happened. But that's what he was. He was a guy who got serum and got huge. And that would have just fit so nicely. Um, but they went with the big names so they could sell the toys and they kind of, you know, dragged Bane through the mud here, and that's what I—that's what I don't really like about it.
0: And I agree with what, he, yeah, the story is overloaded. Yeah, it is very heavy, and yeah, some of the things they try to introduce just kind of get put on the back burner. But was it a build-up to get a third hero into the film, which had yeah,
2: probably if you look at about about five minutes of like build-up story. <laughs> Totally. I always forget she's in this movie. I always forget like Barbara's in this movie just to get another hero. It's just because they want like another person running at the screen at the end, right? At the end of Forever, we had two people running at the screen. At the end of this one, we have three people running at the screen. I just want to see how many people we can get running at the screen at the end. Um, I was hoping Alfred would join in. Uh, but Yeah, I, Batgirl just disappears for me in this one.
1: You get the three of them running at the screen and you get six nipples and three butts. <laughs> so that's why you do it. That's why you do it. That's why you do it, people. <laughs> um, listen, between the good guys, the bad guys, and their secret identities, the movie has a total of 11 main characters. <laughs> and I feel like the movie tries to develop all of them. Yeah. And then beyond that, it's trying to actually have, like... It's trying to build and develop multiple storylines between multiple different characters at the same time. It's just hard to be concise about anything in a movie where you're spending all this time on all these different characters. It's just, it was all too much for me. If this had been shaved down to like one villain and, you know one main villain maybe a side villain and then maybe batman and batgirl or batman and robin or whatever robin and batgirl who cares but there's just way too much going on uh sure it's fun and flashy but this is my main beef is there's just too much
2: yeah totally something that they do that doesn't succeed is that just overloading it because also um like poison ivy or like pamela's boss uh woodrow is a is a character he's he's like a villain in the comics um he's in like a swamp thing comics m- mainly and so if you are actually a fan of dc comics you hear woodrow and you're like oh cool okay i know about this guy and then he's dead in like a minute <laughs> and you're like okay i guess they just wasted the name they just used the name because it's a name you know so that's where there's just like stuffing too much stuff in so that if you are trying to pay attention and you are a big like comic nerd you're actually kind of thrown off by that by those things but at the
0: same yeah. Time, you kinda of gotta remember that Hollywood was very different back then. Yeah. Whereas like today's studios, they they plan forward now. They they get things built
2: up over a period of time. Whereas back then no one thought to do that. Yeah, very true. Yeah. No one's thinking no one's thinking like set this person up for the next movie, set this person up for, you know, movies down the road. They're just like hammered all in, like let's get what, everything we can into this movie.
1: Pretty much, it's all yeah. it's all fan service, right? Yeah, it's like give the fans what they want, so they'll just name drop. We'll throw Bane in here, make him whatever. Yeah, I actually, didn't mind what they did with Bane in this one. Uh, I know it's not the normal Bane, but I he was one of the shining points for me this viewing. First time around, I hated him. This time, uh, he was one of my favorite characters.
2: Yeah, I I love the idea of Bane in the movie like the just the henchman, the huge thug, the muscle who just copies words, you know, he's so silly, he's like where a lot of the laughs come from. Um it's just the name, you know, putting the name Bane if you if you know about Bane and now you know that there's uh, you know, Dark Knight Rises out where we have the Tom Hardy Bane. It makes this even worse. You know, <laughs> people go back yeah. to this and they're like, "Oh, gross." Um, but it's yeah, the character. You're right, Tim. The character is actually a pretty good part of the movie. It's just the name kind of drags them down.
1: Yeah, for sure. Now, the studio included toy companies in the pre-production meeting for character designs and concept art to make sure the toys for the movie would pop. So Dean, you've already mentioned the fact that they wanted to sell toys. I think that was the entire reason this movie was made, was just to sell toys, which is a bad idea uh, or a bad starting point, in my opinion. But while I think the toys ended up actually only being okay as toys, I think the actual character design in the movie, because of this, looks great because they had toy designers come in and say, look, we want your characters to look this way so that the toys will sell that kind of forced the production company into making these characters, you know, look so grandiose and larger than life. And while maybe they're not like your favorite design, the designs and costumes are really, really impressive. And I think the whole reason for that is that they wanted to sell toys. So, while I don't like the idea of just, you know, doing this to sell toys, I think it actually had a positive impact in my experience in this movie.
2: Yeah, I, I like your point about uh, they, they look great, even though it might not be your favorite design. It's definitely not my favorite Batman suit. No way. Not even close. But I will say my favorite Batman toys were from this movie. For sure. Like I I remember having all the different suits. I remember having the Batman in the white, which is like just a suit they bring in right at the end, and having the Robin with the red and the Robin with the white. Like I had all these toys and I loved them. They they would not compare to the toys I had from like the other movies from from just the 89 movie. Like these ones were way way better. So, my favorite Batman toys, but definitely not my favorite Batman design.
1: Did you have any of these toys, Christo?
0: I never did. No. The only thing I ever owned of this movie was a blow up bat logo from McDonald's.
1: <laughs> cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <a> happy meal. <laughs> uh, they did go all out mega blitz uh, on the toys here. They, there were seven different Robin toys that I could yeah. find. There was Robin with a motorcycle. There was Razor Skate Robin. There was Triple Strike Robin, Blade Blast Robin, Ice Board Robin. You could get Robin along with Batman, and you could get Robin along with Poison Ivy. That's just Robin. Yeah. And you've got, you know, five other major characters in the movie that they're selling as well. So, I mean, I could just imagine going to the toy store and one entire section is just Batman and Robin toys from this movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Totally. I, I didn't I didn't even really like the movie and I had all the toys.
0: <laughs> I would be I would be my element. i would I'll be I'll be one in that Batmobile because that was a fierce Batmobile.
1: Yeah, the Batmobile did look really great. I think it fit really well in this movie. They throw a little bit of neon in it.
2: I like the first reveal of the Batmobile and Robin's bike. I I thought that that was a really cool way to open up the movie.
1: Christo, what is it about the Batmobile that you like so much? I know you've mentioned it to me. this is your favorite version of the Batmobile
2: it is yeah the,
0: the, I just like the design and when it is first revealed, obviously when it's spinning round and it ro- it rises up in front of Batman when you look at it from like the an aerial view, it makes the bat logo It's like you've got the wings at the side and then you've got the the ears of the car and then the, it it just—it's cool. a—it's bu- a beautiful vehicle. I mean, like for the design of this movie, it did have that sixties look. If you yeah. put any other the, any other of those Batmobiles in this movie, it wouldn't look right. Mm. The only thing I—I I always kind of felt a little bit sorry for Batman if he was driving around in that and it was raining. <laughs> Definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's got bigger problems, story <laughs> about than the rain.
0: I—I I don't know what it was. You know when you just. You could be walking down the street, you see a car, and you're like, that is one sexy
1: car. That's that's what this vehicle does for me. It was a really good-looking Batmobile. They definitely didn't utilize it enough in the movie, though.
2: No, they they had to put in other vehicles. You know, they had so many other vehicles to get in there to sell the vehicle toys. But uh, yeah, I I, I like that you could kind of see inside the front, and you could see things turning around and stuff. Like, I know it was big when I was um when i was kind of a teenager but like being able to see inside electronics so like we'd get the n64 mm. but it would be like clear and you could see all the wires inside and that was cool and you'd get a phone that was clear so you could see inside it um so i really liked that you could see inside the car and see stuff moving around and and know that that's you know that's it working um that's like the fire going and the engines going it was cool
0: another cool. fact about this um, Batmobile as well i don't do you guys own like the dvds or the blu-ray to this movie I have a Blu-ray, yeah. So, uh, have you watched the special features where they create, where they're showing how they build this car? No, I haven't watched the special features yet. Oh, dude. So, there's a whole section on the Batmobile, and as they're building it up, it did have some trouble getting built, but when they finally did it, if you, they have a little segment on the tires. They've got Bat logos on the tread. Oh, really? Oh, no (laughs) way. (laughs) What? When you watch this, they've got these, like, very similar to the bat behind me, as we speak. But to have that on the tires, it just added an extra little piece. Not let you see it in the movie in any kind of way.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. What a detail to add in there. Such a detail. I gotta watch that.
1: I wonder what it costs to make that car. Yeah, no kidding. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's do uh, a walkthrough here of the story. So we start the movie off in the butt cave. (laughs) <laughs> or I'm 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 sorry. I mean I mean the, <laughs> I the like that cave. Tim. I like the, the bat, bat Cave. cave. Sorry, uh, my bad. Right, my bad. <laughs> we see we see Batman and Robin suit up. We see their clenched butts, and we see the new version of the Batmobile, the beautiful Batmobile. Yeah, uh, I thought it was funny that we start off in the Bat and one of the first things you see is the Batmobile, because in the Batman Forever app, Dean, we are laughing. That anybody who walks into the Batcave, the Batmobile just comes up and presents itself to whoever walks in. It could be anybody. So dumb. The mailman could walk in, and the Batman, the Batmobile comes up.
2: Yeah, when the intruder alert goes off, the Batmobile (laughs) rises. What is
1: that feature? (laughs) Worst feature ever. So So dumb. So I thought it was funny that we arrive in the Batcave right away, and here it is, the Batmobile again, just like, hey, everyone, here's the car for you. Someone's here? It's like a dog. It's just, like, runs to the door. Oh, who's here? Who is it? Who's here? Do you want to drive me? I'm pretty cool. Yeah, I'm easy to drive and steal. (laughs) Uh, So we learned from Commissioner Gordon that there's a new bad guy in town. A Mr. Freeze is robbing the Gotham Museum, and this leads to an elaborate fight sequence between Batman, Robin, Mr. Freeze, and his goons. Now... What did you guys think of this opening sequence to the movie? Crystal, I'll let you go first.
0: Thank you. Right. So this entire sequence, gravity does not exist.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, gravity <laughs> does not exist in this sequence. So <clears throat> Batman drops down. He skates down the dinosaur, flies in the air. He kicks the gun out of Freeze's hand. and next minute, Freeze just lifts the gun up with Batman attached and just throws him away. It's like... <laughs> It's like uh, you—you're only made of ice. <laughs> Surely you can't be that strong. And then Robin blasts through the door, making a perfect Robin logo in the
1: in the wall. He's just crashed through. Oh goodness! And I didn't even notice that.
0: Oh. Did no one notice that?
1: Yeah, so good.
0: Yeah. Ooh, but, the, but the bike flies down without an ounce of gravity trying to pull it to the ground. It—it it, it was fun. It just amazed me how like all. Mr. Freeze's goons just knew to bring ice skates and hockey
1: sticks. I guess if you're part of his gang, you just know that. You're like, man, that last battle was so tough because we were just slipping around on ice. Why don't we just all get skates? We should probably just bring skates. Let's bring skates. This guy's always shooting stuff with his gun.
2: He's always trying to get diamonds and we can't really pick them up off the ground. We should bring hockey sticks. We should
1: bring oh, yeah, hockey, yeah, hockey sticks and so pass that around. Yeah, exactly. Look,
0: what, one, I'd like to... St- sorry. Go ahead. I was just about to say that, from the time it took Batman to leave the Batcave after he'd got the report, of freeze is like robbing the museum. Sure Surely he could have robbed that diamond by now and left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was That's taking a, a sweet time. <laughs> yeah, he was taking. He's taking in the sights. It's a yeah. beautiful museum. Beautiful. Yeah. He walked down those stairs real slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean. They've got the bat skates. Um, that's where they lost me the first time. It didn't take them long. As soon as the oh, skates really? popped out, I was out. That's when I checked out. I think the first time I went to it, I was hoping it wouldn't be like Forever and yeah. more like the other ones. And then I saw these blades pop out of their feet, and I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> they doubled like, down on it. They doubled down on the silliness of Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they uh, they end up following Mr. Freeze into the sky. He, he goes in a little rocket. It blasts off they follow him up there they blow up his rocket then they surf down from from the sky they're still chasing freeze and he makes off with this diamond that he just he's we don't know yet what he wants it for but he's collecting diamonds and this was a big one
2: yeah it was it was a huge diamond i i love this opening fight like for real I, I, up until this point, I'm still a 10 out of 10. I'm still like this thing is this thing is clicking, I'm into it. Like I can tell by this point that we're just being silly, especially when we're in the room that has no gravity. and then we get into a rocket ship and start taking off into space. and then Batman and Robin surf the doors down. Like at that point, I'm like, oh, okay, like they don't care about anything in this movie. Like they're not worried about logic. We're not worried about anything. We're just gonna have a good time. It looked great though, didn't it? Oh, it looks so good. It looks it looks so great. I love Tim, we're we're from Canada. We're hockey fans. I love Hockey Team from Hell. I love <laughs> Batman quipping right away. You get the ice, I'll get the iceman. Like that kind of stuff was just hitting for me. And I'm I'm just having fun at this point. I'm I'm really into this sort of hockey goon scene where they skate around and they're body checking people. And, you know, Mr. Freeze is punning, and then we're falling down towards the earth again, really, you know, surfing on doors. Amazing. It's great.
0: Freeze just needed Jason Voorhees on his team, and he
1: would have had the full hockey team. You
2: know? Oh, totally. Yes. That'd be nice. He, sh- <laughs> he should have been playing there. That would have been amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was good. It was a good opening scene. Um, like, it goes fast. There's a lot of action. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like I, the first
2: think, fifteen minutes, and it but it like it kind of cruises. it goes
1: yeah, it, it just occurred to me now, I think I would really like this movie if I watched it on mute. I think that would add to the quality of life for me in this movie. Okay,
2: yeah, yeah, you should try that next time.
1: I think it looked great. It's just the the words that I'm hearing coming yeah. through the screen yeah, are yeah. offending me. M-
2: yeah they're funny yeah I, I i will say one of the one of the biggest laughs for me happens here so i will want i do want to point it out before sure. we move on that like robin gets frozen as they're trying to get freeze and then yeah. you know he kind of leaves and batman saves robin he unthaws him and when robin comes out from the water he says did we get him and i just think that's a great robin moment i thought it was that fantastic was he just yeah. ran in got frozen but he's still like as soon as he's unthawed he's like we caught him right we got him
1: loved it yeah that 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 was a good point. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I like that part. Now, we get to see we've we've met Freeze, we get to see two other villains being created here. You see Bane get created, you see Poison Ivy get created. And both excellent characters in the movie. Um I love throughout the movie when they just dress Bane up in a costume. Oh, so good. That's some of my favorite stuff. He's like, he's like driving a car at one point and he's got like an overcoat and like a hat on.
2: He's got like a fedora on. It's the best.
1: Yeah. It's just very, very I thought that was just very, very funny, but Uma Thurman, fantastic job. Um, I didn't remember. I don't even think I remembered that it was her in this movie when I came back to watch it. Definitely at the time of watching it, I hadn't seen her in anything else. Obviously, I know her now from all the Quentin Tarantino stuff. I was very interested to go back and see how she was in this movie. She's incredible. I mean, yeah. I was blown away with her performance. I, I thought it was great. Uh, I will say, though, I would have been interested in seeing actually Nicole Kidman's character of Chase Meridian from Forever being Poison Ivy in this movie instead. Just that, Just carry that on. Do something with that story. I love Nicole Kidman. I think she would have made a, an amazing Poison Ivy. I would have been interested to see that. But Uma Thurman nailed it.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea, though, Tim, because that uh, we talked about it um, in Forever. She's got all this sexual energy. And uh, so it like kind of makes sense that she would then carry on and be Poison Ivy, like a character that uses um you know her sex appeal to her advantage like that's her whole thing she's got the
1: red hair already
2: she's gotten the red hair already that actually would have been pretty interesting i think I, i i would have been kind of on board with that but yeah like you said um uma thurman is just killing it here like absolutely incredible um, I remember being like, so I think I saw it when I was eleven or twelve. I remember just having like a huge crush on her um, because oh, sure. of you know the age I was. It was it was almost like my first crush, you know. And it was like, oh, this is like this is the most beautiful woman in the world, <laughs> you know. That's how I felt when I was like eleven or twelve.
0: Yeah. Oh, she was absolutely stunning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like Schumacher sure did, uh, you know, like he can design this movie incredible, right? Her costumes were amazing. Like we talked about her, her eyebrows, like she just looks so perfect in this movie.
1: I really like Poison Ivy as a character. I just feel like she's always done really, really well. Um, I haven't read a lot of like comic books on her, but I really like her character. Poison Ivy arcs
2: uh, in Batman really are awesome because they they make you feel uneasy because she she does what she does in this movie getting ahead of ourselves a little bit but what she does what she does when she takes control of Batman or robin she takes control of their mind and she has like full if she can get her poison into them somehow then she just has full control of them and so you're just reading this batman comic where batman's like a dick the whole time and you're like what the heck i can't stand this i can't stand reading this it's really good it kind of throws you off a bit i really like when we get when i'm reading and i get to a poison ivy arc
1: Hmm. so next they introduce alfred's niece played by alicia silverstone and they let us know that Alfred might be getting sick. He's having some chest pains or something. Whoa. Yeah, I was just—I was like, "Whoa, oh, settle down here, all right?" Yeah, what are you doing? You're just going to kill Alfred in this movie? What are you doing? Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah,
0: is the only original thing that's left in this series.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. And Commissioner Gordon and Pat Hingle. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, Tim. Tim, the line is... Tim was so
1: awful in this. Oh, my
2: God. That's his line (laughs) from Batman 1989. That's his best line from that movie. I know. (laughs) When he first sees
1: Batman. He was worse in this movie. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah, he was so bad in this movie. Like, he actually... I don't know if they told him to say his lines like he was reading them for the first time, but that's how he did it. I I think they might have told him to do that. Like, I think it's supposed to be kind of a joke that... uh, the commissioner is just a joke and they they need Batman. I think that might be the point because he was better in the other movies. This movie, he's just like, I can see him like reading it on a piece of paper.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. Oh.
2: So bad, yeah.
1: <laughs> then we get another really big action sequence here uh, at a grand auction and ball. And the set design here was probably my favorite. the The room just looked amazing. It's this jungle theme and poison ivy is there she uses her magic dust to hypnotize everybody but it doesn't work on mr freeze Mm. and mr freeze is able to steal more diamonds here this is he's very kind of like straightforward in the movie he's like i just want diamonds more diamonds
2: that's all he needs to power his suit to power his research that's all he wants diamond he's a man who's got diamonds on the mind yeah
1: uh krista what do you think of this this scene here
0: are we just talking about this, the the ballroom scene, or what leads up after it?
1: That's whatever you want. Let's let's start at the ballroom okay. scene. If you want to go further than that,
0: okay. Um, yes, yeah. I think it's a perfect introduction for Poison Ivy. I mean, when I, I remember when I first watched it, I'm like, "What is this gorilla doing?" Yeah, and then <laughs> we get that slow sensual reveal, and she's in there. Yeah. And everybody in the room is like mesmerized. And then she just passes yes. the, I
1: think, what call it? the pheromone dust, I, I believe they call it in the movie. They call it a, a pheromone toxin, I think,
0: maybe? Something yeah. like that, yeah. And the, there is one, I mean, before Freeze arrives, there is one moment which I absolutely love. I mean, the, the whole scene works, the music works, it's very seductive on her part. But then it gets to Batman and Robin where they begin fighting over each other. Yes yeah and what does batman bring out when they're bidding on poison ivy yes
2: the forever credit card the credit card that's the 66 stuff that's we're going back we're we're doing shark repellent you know this is the bat credit card this is the 66 stuff that i love he pulls it out and the expiry date is forever
1: (laughs) what do you think his limit is
2: (laughs) I don't know. He bids $7 million at that point on a night with Poison Ivy. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's a bit where he's like, I think Robin's like
2: $5 million and he's like, you don't have it. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I'll, I'll get it, it, from it from you. you. $7 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. $8 million. So good. Uh, yeah, I, I I love this intro of Poison Ivy. Um, I love that... Uh, there's all these men that just lay down, and she walks on them to get up to the stage. The entire walk, she's walking on the back of a man. Um, I just, I just loved this. I thought, like, she is, she has all the power in this movie. So I love that she does this. She's just walking all these strong men to get up there. Uh, I know that, like, Batgirl's in the movie. Um, because uh, Schumacher wanted more, you know, female heroes in the movie, which is a great thing. Um, But he just didn't quite put enough time to her. Like, I love that Batgirl's in there, but I need more. I need more out of her. Um, But he does it here with Poison Ivy. Like, Poison Ivy is just, owns this whole scene, you know, commands this whole room. Uh, I love it. I'm with Christo. Perfect introduction to Poison Ivy here.
1: Poison Ivy was probably the most developed character in the movie. I'd say Mr. Freeze is number two. They're very close. They're both done very well. My two favorite characters in the movie for that reason. Yeah. So as Mr. Freeze has made off with more diamonds, Batman takes off after him and actually catches him and sends him to Arkham Asylum. And personally, I love anything to do with Arkham Asylum. Um, Dean, I know you're a fan of Arkham Asylum as well. Christo, are you? Do you like Arkham Asylum? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I just I love any sort of storyline.
2: Yeah, I was wondering if we were even going to run into any sort of like Easter eggs in this area. You know, yeah. Like if we were going to see the nameplate of somebody who's there or something like that. Right. Um, but there's like a extremely underrated joke in this uh, Arkham Asylum part, and it's that they are wheeling in. Mr. Freeze in a fridge he's in a freezer he's in a stand-up freezer that's how they transported him there that is absolutely hilarious I didn't even remember it until I watched it this time laughed so hard loved it
1: well how would you do it Dean how else how else would you I, do exactly
2: that? exactly that's why it's so good how else would you do it you got to put him in an actual <laughs> freezer and then wheel yeah. them in that's what they did it was <laughs> fantastic also Tim did you yeah. notice who one of his guards was I didn't, but Crystal let me know. Excellent. Let us know, Christo. It is Jesse Ventura? Yes. From Predator. From Predator. Awesome. They're reuniting here from Predator. So good.
1: Yeah, I didn't remember it the first time and then before I had rewatched it, Christo let me know about that. He said keep an eye out for that. And sure enough, it's Jesse Very Ventura. Good. Jesse Ventura. Two two governors? Yeah. Two governors.
2: Two, yeah. two yeah. governors yeah. in the same in the same prison cell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right where they belong. Right. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Aren't governors bad? I don't know. Are... I don't know,
2: Tim. You might have to cut that part out. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that out. I just, aren't
1: politicians corrupt? Aren't all pol- politicians corrupt? I don't
2: know. I don't think all are, but...
1: Some. Yeah, all some. is, yeah, all some. is yeah. probably... Some. Yeah, definitely not Arnie and... <laughs> definitely not Arnie and, and Jesse Ventura. Yeah. And Jesse. The, the two body. cleanest. The yeah. cleanest of, of governors. I apologize to both of them Yeah, for my <laughs> comments. I didn't mean them. I meant other so good how did that backtracking go dean do you think i you got yeah you cleaned it up yeah
2: yeah you were in the hole but we threw you a shovel and instead of digging
1: more you somehow climbed your way out with it (laughs) nice perfect (laughs) (laughs) now in a really interesting twist in the movie Bruce Wayne has been dating Elle McPherson for a long time, and she doesn't even know that he's Batman yet. That's weird. That's weird. Normally, it takes him one date to open up to the woman that he's Batman. He's so ready for it. Yes. What is she doing wrong that he won't even tell her he's Batman?
2: Tim, I think it's him. I got a vibe off him in this movie that he is not interested in women anymore. Like, he's just not interested at all. He just, like, he's... Ba- I'm just Batman, and I'm Bruce Wayne. I don't need a love life. Like, I'm just not interested in anybody anymore. I just need to put up the, um you know, put up the smoke screen that I am dating someone so that it's, like, I'm still doing something people don't think I'm Batman. But I, I think I got the vibe from him that he just wasn't interested anymore.
1: Do you get the feeling that, like, George Clooney in this movie is, like... As Bruce Wayne is high on painkillers and just happy all the time about everything, that's George Clooney's thing. He smiles all the time. He's He's smiling when he's telling
2: Robin that 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 Alfred's gonna die.
1: He's smiling. It's just his face. Everything's (laughs) great, even when he's watching like these flashbacks of um, him and Alfred (laughs) and whatever little smile of him and his parents. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, don't worry about stuff, you know. Mister Freeze is stealing diamonds. Don't worry about it. That's okay. Hey. What's going on over here? Hey, oh, hey, who are you? Oh, Elle McPherson, my my girlfriend. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> hey, Robin, you want to borrow one of my cars? It's cool. It's, it's all, all good, fine. man. It's totally fine. Oh, is that fine, the bad signal? <laughs> oh, let me suit up. Oh, hey, Freeze, what's up, man? How are you doing? Oh, that's cool diamonds. Nice. Hey. Oh, what's up? Oh, Bane. What's up, Bane? How are you doing? Hey, everybody. What's going on? Hey, you guys want to go surfing through the sky? Let's do it. Come on. He was
2: so chill. He was so chill. He's
1: so relaxed all the time. He's
2: so relaxed.
0: Let's face it. He's just drove his Batmobile off the arm of a statue, which landed (laughs) on
2: the roof of a building.
0: How do you get that down?
2: yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and it's frozen mr freeze froze it there's like that's not coming down yeah he's he just lost his car Smile is what he... <laughs>
1: when the sun comes up that sucker melting and gonna it's gonna kill some people yes maybe <laughs> um coolio is briefly in this movie
2: coolio's in this movie yeah uh
1: he was in this movie because he was supposed to play scarecrow in the third movie from schumacher but it got canceled
2: i would have been pretty down with a schumacher scarecrow i'm a scarecrow fan um and he's just so real in nolan right like i i love him in in the nolan movies but he's so real i like the i want to see what this you know big dramatic over the top scarecrow would have been i would have liked to see it
1: i would have been really down with uh coolio as scarecrow and a schumacher Yeah. yeah What about you, Christo?
2: Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't really aware of Scarecrow around about this point in time, to be honest. I, I learned more about him. or Like, or as, like I said before, I, I saw him a little bit in the animated series, but really grew to love Scarecrow a little bit more when I played um, Arkham Asylum, the game. Yeah. That's when Scarecrow kind of blew up for me and I was like, I'm interested in you a little bit more. But I, I don't know. Coolio would be a bit of a interesting choice but it was i'll say it again it was the 90s i mean a lot of rappers were making good good roles in movies back then it was a bit yeah, of a yeah. thing too. I, I i personally wouldn't know who to who to cast the scarecrow he's a bit of a tough call
1: yeah i i think he would have been a nice call uh i don't know why but i just feel like he could have done a good job if they made that movie
2: yeah i really just would want to see what schumacher would do with fear toxin you know to see what he would do with that you know it's when we when we saw sort of the the poison ivy pheromone stuff that none of that has to be from the point of view of the characters because we kind of understand what's going on but the fear toxin i feel like we do need the point of view of the characters to sort of understand what they're going through i would have liked to see what schumacher would have put together for that butts and nipples <laughs> that's not fear tim that's just a they're just
1: they're distorted they don't look like butts and nipples you can't make you can't understand what they are <laughs> oh okay. but there's a there's a lot of them
2: there's a, and it's yeah scary. it'll be like nipples on butt cheeks and oh we'll be yeah like, whoa what's going <laughs> on yeah, what's happening whoa.
1: here mind blown what's happening <laughs> what, what reality am i in <laughs> the ass cheek has a six pack
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't understand these body parts they're <laughs> They're very hot, but I don't I don't know what they are.
1: <laughs> I'm definitely turned on, but I don't know I'm why. I'm definitely
2: turned on by whatever I'm looking at, but I don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> oh, so Poison Ivy and Bane, they go to break Mr. Freeze out of Arkham. And other than the fact that Mr. Freeze is a villain, I don't really understand why Poison Ivy wants to work with him. Like, they both have this agenda for Earth, which is just polar opposite from each other. Like Mr. Freeze wants to put the earth in a deep freeze and Poison Ivy wants to cover the earth with plants. And I don't see how these two can live uh, together with their grandiose plans of taking over the earth, but they they do, they team up.
2: Yeah, um, like Poison Ivy wants everybody dead, like people dead. She wants to kill every person so that plants can live and take over the earth because she is now you know she's a she's a plant
1: uh, yeah and, and freeze wants everyone dead and the uh, earth to be covered in ice
2: yeah i think she thinks it's, it will thaw i think they made some sort of agreement that it'll thaw but that's how everyone can die is that he freezes everyone they're splitting the planet 50 50 that's what they do hey Ooh. there you go
1: hey i like that i'm okay like with that. that. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, that wouldn't be the case though. Poison Ivy seems really into Mister Freeze mm-hmm. on a sexual level here, which um, kind of came a- out of nowhere. I th- I wonder if it's because her toxin his his talk. To- I feel like her toxin didn't work on him, so now she mm-hmm, wants yeah. him even more because she can't have him. I think yeah. I think that's what happened. That's what happened there. But
2: yeah, and, and, yeah, that and his his power. Like she. She likes the things that he's able to do that she can't because now she's she's very powerful now and she can do so many things, but he can do something she can't. And I think she's attracted to that.
1: Yeah, I I really like the visual of just them taking over the planet, but living on different sides of the planet. I like that.
2: Yeah, I love I can actually hear her saying like, we'll split it 50 50. You know, I feel like I can hear yeah. that line in the movie. Uh, that would have been a great line to be in there.
0: Yeah, it would have been. It would have yeah, made sense because yeah you, you, you do hear that kind of conversation.
1: Yeah. And think well how would that work? Yeah. Uh so Poison Ivy, who as mentioned is very much into Mr. Freeze, she pulls the plug on Freeze's wife who he's been keeping in cold storage trying to find like a cure for her uh you know very um complicated and unique disease that she has. And this is one of my favorite parts in the movie. Freeze finds out that his wife is dead, even though, spoilers, she's not. But he thinks she's dead, and he cries a single teardrop that very quickly freezes. I thought that was a very, very nice touch to the movie. Uh, I really like that.
2: Yeah, very good. Um, I i i don't really know i know you already spoiled it that she's alive i don't know how she's alive because like there seemed to be a huge power cord that poison ivy took out but maybe it was just the cord that made the bubbles go up you know maybe it was just the the aesthetic cord just to make the bubbles go but what i really like cooling
1: the water you know <laughs> they're just
2: cooling the water she she pulled the wrong plug apparently um what i really like though i like um, Mr. Freeze's wife. I mean, her name's Nora in the um, animated series. I don't know if that's her name here. I think it, it. It must be right. Yeah. So I like how Nora looks in this tank. Like True. this looks so good. I, yeah. I. I like like seeing underwater things in movies, and she's like in that tank and looks like she's floating there. And we're in that scene for quite a long time. Like I really, I really appreciated the look of that. I thought there must have been a lot of money put into that. Just that one thing, just her floating in that tank. I thought it was really cool.
0: I always kind of looked at the tear thing being the first spark of that little bit of humanity coming back out of Freeze. Mm, Yeah.
2: Yeah. And
0: obviously the rage takes over.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and we need that humanity. Like, that's going to be a part of what we're going for here. That's going to be a part of the plot, a part of the story, a part of the payoff at the end. So it's nice to see it for a little bit here. Um, because that makes it a little more easier to accept when it happens later on yeah Mm. yeah
0: that's true kind of shows that he's not so cold (laughs) haha yeah oh
1: yes (laughs) yes Ooh, (laughs) nice christo (laughs) yes freeze does go on to uh full-on rage mode here yeah um (laughs) he thinks batman was the one who killed his wife so he wants revenge on batman but Ivy convinces him to take his anger out on the entire city of Gotham (laughs) and then the world. Right. Whenever I hear something like this, I'm immediately swept back to the beauty of Spider-Man 1967, the cartoon. Christo, have you ever seen the Spider-Man 1967 cartoon? I have not. You need to check it out. I I think you'd really like it. But it reminds me of the very first episode where the lizard is in the swamp, and there's a couple of dudes in a rowboat just in his pond. And he tips their boat over so that they fall out. And he screams out, today the swamp, tomorrow the world. I, I fucking get a kick out of that every time. Because how does your plan escalate from pushing two people out of a boat to taking over the world? Like you're missing a lot in the middle there. So I loved this part of the movie. You got a taste
2: of power. You got a taste of power. And he's like, sky's the limit.
1: You've got a gun that shoots ice, and you're going to take over Gotham, and then the entire world. I, yeah. love, I love when plans escalate at a radically unbelievable level. Amazing. And this is this this one of them. It's, it's, per, it's perfect. So Alicia Silverstone, she suits up as Batgirl here. I don't know if we needed her. I think, uh, Dean, you maybe alluded a little bit before that we don't really need her in this movie. I I think it's fine that they included her. I don't have a problem with her. I actually don't have a problem with uh, her character um, of Barbara. I don't really have a problem with her character as Batgirl. I just think if this movie didn't have her in it, it wouldn't be much different. But I could probably say that about a few different characters. So I like that they brought her in. I you know i'd like to see more from her right i'd like to to give her more of a chance to be a character uh yeah. both as barbara and batgirl but we, we didn't get it yeah
2: that's kind of the thing like i want her in this movie I, I i want her to have a big arc in this movie to have i want to care about her in the movie and i just don't because she's not given enough time or even enough enough of a character arc you know all we get is that she sneaks out at night and you know races motorcycles that's all they're really giving us um i i could have yeah i could have got a little bit more but like this movie's overstuffed so like there's no room for it at all but i want her to be in this movie i want her to you know i i want female-led movies that's what that's what i want out of it i'd rather have that um but it just doesn't fit in this movie you know it's like it's fine yeah. that she's in it But I forget. You know, I just forget she's in. Every time we flash back to her, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's in this movie.
1: So Batman, Robin, and Batgirl, they go to stop Ivy, Bane, and Freeze. And at this point, Mr. Freeze has his laser powerful enough to start freezing the entire city. He's got all the diamonds he needs. His laser will, will freeze the city. So he starts doing it. And the good guys counter by using some of Bruce Wayne's satellite telescopes that they told us about earlier in the movie, and they're going to redirect the telescopes and shine sunlight on the city to help thaw it. So Batgirl takes out Ivy, then Batgirl and Robin take out Bane, Batman takes out Freeze, they realign the satellites to make it daytime, and they start to thaw Gotham. But Mr. Freeze is able to destroy the satellite that's melting his ice. So all seems lost until they decide to realign another satellite. So, wait, what? (laughs) Tim, let me explain this to you. No, no, hold on. on. Hold on. (laughs) They realigned a satellite. Yes. That was the plan that just failed. So the new plan is to realign the satellite again?
2: Yes. So it doesn't really make technical sense, I don't think. I'm, I don't know. I don't know how these things would work. But the first plan, Freeze was like, he aligned the satellites to like channel into the gun. So that, Or no, I guess he didn't need the satellites, but he was channeling into the gun his Freeze. So he was freezing everything. So what they did is channel the satellites. They aligned them into the gun so they could thaw everything out of the gun. But then the gun broke, like or it was tossed off, you know, is tossed into the water. So they didn't have the gun anymore. So they had to actually align the satellites so that the sun was bouncing off the satellites, like reflecting off the satellites onto Gotham instead of channeling just into the gun. Oh,
1: is that what happened?
2: Yeah. So they used the actual satellites to bounce the sun instead of, you know, channeling it into something specific that would shoot out the sun
1: okay that makes more sense than what i thought i saw
2: yeah it's it it makes a little bit of sense yeah a little bit
1: (laughs) a little bit more
2: (laughs) i like the i like this like satellite telescope thing and i like when they introduce it like when they introduce it way back because they they say what it can do they can look at it different points on the earth and different points in the sky you know and then bruce wayne says just don't point it at my bedroom and then like (laughs) Ellen McPherson, like, looks at him like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. we don't even go into your bedroom. Yeah, what's <laughs> like, happening in your I, bedroom? It was so funny. It was just like, what do you mean don't point it at your bed.' It's him again. Like, I think it's Bruce Wayne just being like, oh, yeah, but don't point it in my bedroom. Lots of stuff happens in there. <laughs> wink, wink. <Yeah.
1: laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's where <laughs> yeah, I keep all exactly. my painkillers. Don't look in my bedroom. Don't
2: look in there. Don't look in my bedroom. Lots of stuff but going hey, on there. if you I'm want playboy. to, you go ahead, because it's all good. I don't know. I'm mind. not Batman, I promise. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Freeze learns that Ivy was the one who killed his wife, but also that his wife isn't dead. Batman actually saved her. And now Batman wants to work with Mr. Freeze to find a cure for his wife. And for Alfred, who conveniently has the same disease as his wife, the same incredibly rare disease that nobody else has ever had except Mr. Freeze's wife and now Alfred.
2: And Tim, even even to take it one more step, Alfred has the type that Mr. Freeze has already found out a way to cure. (laughs) He great. hasn't found out a way to cure his wife yet, but he's found out a way to cure Alfred.
1: It's all very convenient. It's it's good. It's good. Perfect, it's good. Hey, fact. I didn't want Alfred to die. Did you want Alfred to die, Tim? Oh, did I want? Are, are you kidding me? Do you even have no. to ask that question?
2: No. So it's great. It's it's a great thing that he cured it and they found the cure.
1: Yeah. Well, Freeze agrees to the deal. He shares the formula that can cure Alfred, and it works. Alfred is alive again. At least for another couple months until he just dies of old age.
2: Yeah, a couple months. Wow, Tim, dark. That's dark. <laughs> Sorry. You're going. A couple no- years you're going uh, Nolan on us. Well, right he's there. old. He's really
1: old in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's very old. Yeah, this is his last one, by the way, too. So true.
2: So yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: Rest in peace, Alfred.
2: I there. There are a lot of. There are a lot of action scenes in this movie. Um, This movie kind of just keeps on going and going and going. It's like two hours or over two hours long. Um, So I just wanted to get Christo's take on sort of the end action here when they like suit up. So they they have already sort of taken out Poison Ivy um, and then they suit up into the white suits. They have the new vehicles and then we go into sort of the fight with Mr. Freeze. What do you think about this last fight? Are you into this last fight? Are you still into the movie? i'm I'm still into the movie i'm not into this fight yeah okay
0: especially, especially like they they bring out these three convenient same color vehicles right yeah one <laughs> i think is some kind of
2: hovercraft yeah the hovercraft's weird i think i had the toy of it but yeah it's weird <laughs> it's on it's on like skis i think the hovercraft's on skis
0: yeah and then free the freeze mobile comes crashing through some cars and it's on the street ironically because that vehicle was also on the same roof that batman's batmobile was <laughs> right yeah. how did they get it down how did they get it down <laughs> i would nitpick i'd nitpick at little things um but yeah it just seemed like and like you say we go back to the point of like let's market some toys here's some new vehicles yeah yeah you know um no kid
2: wants a, a little hovercraft <laughs> yeah. dean did apparently i did i had it i i I liked it i don't know it just was a weird looking vehicle (laughs) but yeah yeah it wasn't so much it was just like it was there for a few seconds that it was over yeah
0: and and, you know like the batgirl's bike can ride on ice without anyone being on it
2: yeah right
0: she gets gets flipped off it but the bike's still going forward it's not falling to the again no gravity in this film (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's so good (laughs) <laughs> but yeah no it, it was over and done with i mean i think i switched off at that bit i, I yeah. got more into it when they 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 got up into the observatory and kick started off and there were freeze
2: yeah okay you got more into it at that point yeah 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 i think i'm the same i'm i'm just like i'm really into it but by the poison ivy fight I'm. i'm really into all that um and then as soon as we like re-suit up you know they're in different clothes they're all in three vehicles you know driving down i'm not really into it quite at that point i'm like what are we still you know where are we still going what are we still into um and then i think i yeah as we get back into sort of the unfreezing gotham and fighting mr freeze as soon as basically he shows up again then i think I'm i'm back into it but he doesn't show up for a little while they like start doing stuff without him but as soon as he shows up again i'm back into it
1: I'm still amazed
0: how times go and change.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they changed in the in the vehicle. Well, hey, hey we yeah. talked about this for Batman sixty six. They just slide down that pole and automatically their cost- right. they the change costumes. The clothes are just there. Yeah, it's the yeah, magic pole
2: into the into the costumes. Yeah.
0: We'll call it. We'll call it movie bullshit. That's what it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, when I when I'm watching when I'm watching that and they're all wearing white, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we just fought Poison Ivy. Where? When did we change? Why were we all just like, okay, you know what? We gotta go stop Mister Freeze. But like, maybe we should all just sync up here. We should all just put on some new clothes. I got a I got a trio of outfits for us. Like,
1: I yeah, don't know what's going outfits? on.
2: While I'm watching, I don't know what's going on. But I will say the the Batman with the white that was my favorite toy. Like I, I loved that Batman with the white. I had cool. that toy. And when yeah. I did like Royal rumbles on my carpet, that Batman went far. He went deep into the Royal rumble because I thought he was cool.
1: Cool. How tight was his butt? So tight. So tight. Yeah. Man. Nice. So tight. Such nice a good toy. Butt. Nice score.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always kind of have, like these silly little like thoughts. It's just like, you have the time to run home and change. Yeah, and then you get—I mean, where where are you storing these vehicles? And then when you're ready to go, you find out one of them's not fueled up.
2: <laughs> and then you're like, okay, we need a new plan here. The hovercraft doesn't have any gas in it because we used it eight months ago <laughs> and forgot to fill it
0: up." It's the kind of thinking you can't expect on, you know, like Robot Chicken.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's kind of little silly scenarios like that. I just kind—I can't, can't help but like think of like the silly
2: things yeah totally we saw like the dramatic batmobile at the beginning and like robin's like um bike came out of like a coffin you know with like lights in it it's like did we have all these dramatic reveals for these three new uh vehicles and we just missed it like did they all just have to wait while it r- rose up and opened up <laughs> i want to know what is below that Batcave cave because there's got to be another level of something
0: definitely yeah you like when batmobile files up the batmobile and like alfred's like try to bring this one back in one piece it's like how many more you got down there
2: yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> also the riddler destroyed the bat cave last movie and they just didn't even address that at all that's kind of weird wow
1: well, i never even it...
2: really thought about it till now he destroyed the bat cave like
1: yeah, in the last movie the riddler made a giant castle on an island in seemingly two days <laughs> So yes, is it weird that, that the Batcave is back now?
2: <laughs> also true, Tim.
1: <laughs> is it weird? No, no, you're right. It is very normal. <laughs> is the, I mean, the whole movie makes my brain itch. Yes. I'm just kind of like, well, can I give that a pass? And then I like, guess, so, well, I guess I have to give it a pass. And then something else comes. And I'm like, do I have to give this a pass too? Yeah, well, I see, I that's do. interesting. I, this is It's me giving a lot of passes in this movie, yeah. waiting for something great. Um which I would say I got with uh, some of the the evil characters.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point, though, Tim. Um, I like giving the passes. I think it's, um, if you if you buy into the movie that you're just going to explain away everything, like they know what they're doing, then it's fun. But if you go into the movie and you need, like you're just like I'll give it a pass, I'll give it a pass, I'll give it a pass. Eventually, that's gonna catch up to you. You know, eventually it's gonna yeah. be like I don't know if I can give a pass anymore. But me, I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, that sucked. Because they meant it to suck. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like I can explain away everything by they meant it to be stupid.
1: <laughs> right. I just, I feel like that isn't true. I feel like they didn't mean to make everything stupid. <laughs> it may not be. It may it not be. It just turned out that way. <laughs> yeah. To me, it works. To me, the yeah. stupidity works. I love, I love that. I love that yeah. you like it. I love that Crystal likes it. I love yeah. that someone from Rotten Tomatoes thinks it's their favorite. You Know, yes, I love Batman that movie of all time. It's, it's great, it's great. Yeah, I think yeah. if I saw this as a kid, it would have been a lot different than when I actually did see it. But yeah, uh, just to wrap up the, the walkthrough here Freeze is an Arkham, but he is able to continue his work trying to save his wife. That was the deal he cut with Batman, and Ivy is his cellmate. Batman, Robin, and Batgirl make a pact to be partners, and the end.
2: Yeah, I, I will say like all the way to the end of the movie, Uma Thurman's killing it in the cell. The he loves me, he loves me not picking the petals out of the flower is so good. And then at one point she just eats a petal like when she's in <laughs> he loves me not and just eats it like it's. It's so good. This is like, she's just giving all in every single scene We're at the end of the movie, it could be anything right now. Right. Like we're just, it's been two hours. We're just like, okay, yeah, let's just see the end of this, these characters. And she's still just killing it, giving a hundred percent right to the end.
1: Yeah. What about yeah. you, Christo? What What do you want to say to wrap it up?
2: Um,
0: I come come to the end of this film. I mean, we, we've said earlier, like it, it, wasn't very accepted like back then it still isn't now but we we kind of live in a time of movies where it's like we're we're getting live actions of cartoons now live action is the way forward so i kind of feel like if this kind of came today it'd be loved by a lot more
2: if that makes sense yeah i'm with that i'm with that opinion yeah
1: yeah i think if it came out now it would be more obvious what it actually is yes um but but back then and also with the movies that like the the burton movies that preceded it it was a tough pill to swallow for someone like myself who was expecting more of what that was if you could brand this as this uber silly movie this over-the-top movie that you just have to see because you'll never believe this is a batman movie if you could market it that way, I think it would work. And I'd probably enjoy it because I'd, I'd know what to expect. But um, yeah. I think
2: I think not having a lot of experience watching comic book movies back then um, got in the way because now, you know, we have a Batman movie coming up and, you know, you ask, is this connected to the other Batman movies or not? You know, that's a question we ask. And when someone says no, then you're like, OK, this is just a fresh new Batman movie. Nobody was asking those things in the 90s, right? It was just like, oh, a new Batman movie? I've seen the other three Batman movies. This is the next Batman movie. You know, so they're all connected. This is this is supposed to be the same thing as the Batman I watched, Batman Returns I watched, Batman Forever. This is all the same path of Batman, even though they've switched up who plays Batman. Um, if if you would have just known at that time that it's different, this is a different thing, it's a different director, this is a different Batman, it might have been more accepted. But because we started with such such a good Batman movie that was like dark and still hit comic book tones to it, you know, that, that 1989 movie was so, so good. Then Batman Returns, we get even more comic booky, a little bit more silly, but we can still keep that darkness to it. Like those two movies are just so great that as soon as we veer off into how silly can batman be everybody's against it you know and everyone's everyone doesn't like it is not into it um but if they you know if we just would have known at that time this is a different thing this is a fun batman this is a silly batman it might have been more accepted
1: yeah there was no grand plan of like let's do 10 batman movies it was just yeah um for most of the franchises as well it was just like let's release this movie if it makes millions of dollars we'll do another one if this movie can fund our next one then we'll do it and we'll take it from there but it was not like hey this is going to be a franchise Uh, there was no forward thinking it was just we're as good as our last movie was and if it was if it made money we can do another one so yeah um and that's how they end up trying different things because you know different directors get on board and and all that stuff but um all good, fun movie. Fun, fun movie. yeah. I'll I'll give it that. I'll give
2: thanks, it that. Tim. It is fun. Yeah. It's a fun movie.
1: I'd I go like so it. far as to say I did enjoy some of it.
2: That's a pretty positive review. I, I were not expecting
1: that from him. It was no. it was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was actually going to just hate it. Like like forever, there was not a lot of redeeming stuff in forever for for me. This, um, I had some fun with this movie. Mm-hmm. I had actually I think all the performances were enjoyable, like I think some of them were good, some of them were bad, but I enjoyed watching all of them,
2: yeah, so you would tim you you think this is better than forever, you'd rank this ahead of forever I would yes, awesome, I think that's a win right there,
1: yeah, all right, Christo buddy, <laughs> thank you so much for joining on this episode.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I've
0: had such a great time.
1: We had a lot of fun having you, yeah, um. Love to have you back another time. Um, right. Talk talk about something else. Hey, everybody, uh, if you want more content from Talking Back, check us out on Patreon where you can unlock some bonus exclusive content. We have a lot of fun with our Patreon stuff. So check that out if, you, if you're looking for more and looking for a way to support us. Dean, thank you for joining.
2: Thank you, Tim. Can't wait for the next episode. Christo's on. Can't wait
1: for that one. No doubt. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time.
2: So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.
1: Thanks for listening to the episode, everybody. We wanted to let you know if you'd like to show your support for Talking Back, then please check out our Patreon page where you can join one of our membership tiers and unlock bonus episodes and more each and every month or you can check out our page at buymeacoffee.com talkingback talking back, where you can make a one-time donation of any amount, or feel free to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. All three options are great ways to show your support for the show. That's it. We're done.